Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to Sleep Cues. It is Q&A day, so as you know, normally what I do for Q&A day is grab some questions from my DM box and Instagram, from my inbox, from Facebook, questions that we've gotten over the last week and pick my top five and go through my answers to those with you. Last week, I actually did a Q&A on Instagram and just kind of said, I have a couple of hours of free time, so just throw your sleep questions at me, all your baby and toddler sleep questions. And I took a couple of hours to get back to as many of those as I could and answer as many as I could, but I definitely didn't get to all of them. So what I did this week is just choose five of those from that Instagram Q&A to go through on this episode of Sleep Cues. If you don't already follow us on Instagram, we are at the Happy Sleep Company, and I very often will just jump on and do a quick couple of hours of Q&A. So follow us there. We have daily sleep tips, and often we do Q&As on our own Instagram page and also on other accounts. We partner up with various brands who have you know, a similar following to us, new parents or parents-to-be, and we will do Instagram takeovers with a lot of those companies and a lot of those brands. So check us out on Instagram, and you'll get a lot more questions answered there too. So for today, let's start with this one. What's a good bedtime for a newborn? The thing is, newborns actually go to bed usually better a little later than older infants. So if you follow us on Instagram, if you have been listening to the podcast, you will often hear me talk about early bedtimes and how important early bedtimes are. But also keep in mind that that's usually around four and a half months and beyond that we start to see an earlier bedtime is better than a really late day nap. But for newborns, they usually do tend to go down for the night better a little bit later than older infants. So for a newborn, I would say that a good bedtime might be more like eight or nine o'clock at night. However, what's really important to keep in mind at all ages for bedtime is that It really should be an age-appropriate amount of time after their last nap. So for a newborn, what I would suggest is that you try to get an evening nap in so that by the time 8 or 9 o'clock rolls around, your child is not overtired and then generally they're going to go to bed more easily because they're not overtired when you're trying to put them down for the night. We often talk about that witching hour with newborns and the witching hours really they are because often it's like 5 p.m. and beyond. I remember when I was a new mom with Myla and Steve would get home from work at 5 p.m. and I would just say here you go and pass the baby off for a little bit because the witching hour had begun but I had just had all day with the baby and the witching hours were tough. So for Milo when she was a newborn it really was like many newborns for us it was like 5 p.m. and beyond until like 9 or 10 p.m. that we had a fussy baby on our hands. And the best way to combat that evening fussiness is to try to make sure your baby's not overtired. For a newborn, you know what? That might even mean that you just go for a nice long walk in the stroller or the carrier around your neighborhood in the evening to make sure she's not getting overtired because the witching hour definitely won't be helped by your child skipping a nap and being up for a really long time 
too much awake time, overtiredness, that's going to cause even more fussiness. So say you have dinner and then maybe around 6.30, you go for a nice long walk and you take the carrier, you put the baby in the stroller, you take your baby in the carrier, you go for that walk, you get her a nice hour long nap until like 7.30. And then if you're putting your baby to bed around 8.30, you're going to be putting down a baby who's not overtired because she got that evening nap. So that would be my suggestion. You know, bedtime for a newborn, probably around eight or nine o'clock, but try to base it on awake times for a newborn. A good awake time is an hour. So we're only letting baby be awake for an hour before they're sleeping again. And that's why I would suggest that evening nap and then about an hour of awake time. And then we're down for the night. Next question. Is it normal that babies move around a lot in their sleep? 100%. Yes very normal. Your babies are growing so quickly and developing so fast and they've got lots of movement going on. So especially once they're out of the newborn stage, you're going to see lots of movement even in their sleep. You know, I have parents tell me that they put their baby in the crib one way and by the next morning their baby's head is at the complete opposite end of the crib from where they put them the night before. Or I know again for Myla, she used to end up sideways in the crib. So we would put her lengthways in the crib and then somehow she would always end up sleeping the short way in the crib with her little head up next to the bars and I would always think wow that looks so uncomfortable but she wouldn't even wake up she didn't even seem to care so it is really normal that our babies move around a lot in their sleep I see a lot of parents really stress about how much their baby is moving and I think it's because as parents we're worried that if our baby's moving they're going to wake up and that might be the case and then we're going to have to manage that wake up in whatever way we manage every wake up but we have to remember that it's really Really normal for babies to move around a lot in their sleep and it's healthy. It means your baby is growing and developing. If you think about yourself, you don't wake up in the same position you went to sleep in or very rarely unless you've had a really deep sleep. You know, we move a lot throughout the night. We wake up a few times at night. We reposition ourselves. We get comfy again. And it's good for babies to be able to do that. At first, it can be frustrating because yes, often when they move around, they wake up and then they have trouble getting back to sleep. But as your baby grows, as their sleep skills develop, and as their mobility develops, they're going to be able to move around in their sleep, get comfy again, not even be fully conscious as they're doing that, and then just continue on sleeping just like we do. So yes, it's very normal that babies move around a lot in their sleep. Can a four-month-old stop night feeds if they are a healthy weight is the next question on my list for today. So if you ever have concerns about whether you should be removing nighttime feeds, you can always check in with your healthcare provider first. That's a great place to start if you're wondering if it's okay for your individual baby to go the night without a feed. And what I just said is the most important part, and that is your individual baby. Okay, so it depends. I have definitely worked with many, many, many four-month-olds who are at a very healthy weight and are able to go through the night just fine. I have also worked with four-month-olds who definitely still need an over overnight feed. So it's not going to be the same for every baby and definitely something that can be great to check in with your healthcare provider on before you remove the nighttime feeds. You also might find that your four-month-old just starts going through the night on their own. Again, if your baby starts going through the night on their own without waking up for a feed and they're over four months of age, generally that's okay and you don't need to be waking your baby up to feed them. But once again, if you have any concerns about that, not a bad idea to check in with your healthcare provider because many might say, yes, that's fine. But others, depending on the baby, might say, well, actually your baby's not really where we want them to be yet on the growth curve. And I would like you to do a dream feed or wake your baby up for a feed. And so again, 
again, that's why it can be a great idea to check in with your healthcare provider because we want to make sure we're talking about your individual baby if you have any questions or concerns about whether it's yet appropriate for them to go all night without a feed. The next question I have on my list is, should I limit or cap the naps for my four and a half month old? So yes, I would. I would not let a four and a half month old nap for longer than about two hours at a time. And here's why. There are a couple of reasons, actually. I would love for a four and a half month old to have three or four naps in a day. And usually it is at this age where we are flip flopping a little bit between three naps and four. So some days your four and a half month old might need only three naps because all three naps are pretty lengthy and get them to an appropriate bedtime without needing a fourth. Or some days your four and a half month old might have only one long nap and then the other two are shorter and we need to stick in a fourth nap to make it to an appropriate bedtime. But if a four and a half month old naps for say three hours for two of their naps, one thing that's going to happen is you're going to end up with not enough sleep pressure for your nighttime sleep if your baby is just napping all day long. So that's one thing to keep in mind when it comes to capping the naps. We want to make sure we keep enough sleep pressure on the night and not get rid of all the sleep pressure in the day by so much napping. The other thing is you can end up with this really tricky timing at the end of the day if your four and a half month old has two really long naps and then by the end of the day you're kind of like, hmm, we didn't really leave time for another nap, but we have too much time before bedtime and now we're in this tricky situation and we're not sure whether to do another nap or an early bedtime and neither seems right. So at four and a half months of age, if you're capping a nap at two hours, you usually end up with a really good schedule for the day with either three or four naps. For younger children, for newborns, when we're asking about capping naps, I would say around three hours. I wouldn't let a newborn sleep more than maybe two and a half to three hours. When we're more like the four and a half month mark, then we start to cap at two hours. We also have a lot of information in our four to eight month sleep guide about those kind of transitional ages where we do start needing to cap naps a little shorter or wake your baby by a certain time in the morning. And that can especially be between five and seven months when your child now has a significantly greater amount of awake time than they did when they were a newborn but not so much awake time as like a nine month old who's on a two nap schedule. So you might want to check out that four to eight month sleep guide. You can go to the happysleepcompany.com to take a look at the details on that. If you are in this sort of four to eight month mark, which can be kind of a transitional age for sleep where your child is going from four naps to three naps, then to two naps, and you can get some extra detailed specific advice about awake times and scheduling in that four to eight month sleep guide. And then finally for today, I got this question during that Q&A that I was talking about. How do you know when your child is ready to move from two naps to one? Great question. There are a few signs. First of all, I find that most children do best with a two nap schedule until they are around 16 to 18 months of age. A lot of children do move to one nap earlier because a lot of children go to daycare around 12 months of age and a lot of daycares only accommodate one nap per day. Don't get me wrong, I totally understand why. I'm not a daycare provider. I bow down to daycare providers and all of the amazing things that they do. But I do see a lot of daycares drop children down to one nap at 12 months because it's just a lot easier to accommodate one nap time for the entire daycare than you know different nap times for some children versus different nap times for other children and having just a whole day full of different napping schedules for all of the kids in their care. So one nap a day for everybody at the same time really works out logistically 
for the daycare, but can be kind of tough for some children. The transition to one nap at 12 months of age can be difficult for some children because it just means a lot of awake time in the morning leading up to that one nap, and then a lot of awake time in the afternoon leading up to bedtime. So I do find that children tend to do better on a two-nap schedule until closer to a year and a half of age if it's something that you can manage to do. If you do have to move your child down to a one-nap schedule earlier than about 16 or 18 months, I really suggest an early bedtime for a little while until they adjust and are able to handle all that awake time. So you might be putting your 12-month-old down as early as 6 o'clock every night if they're already on a one-nap schedule just to avoid all that overtiredness. Signs that your child is ready to move then from two naps to one. First sign would be that they are around 16 to 18 months of age because that's when most children are ready. Next sign would be that your child is constantly refusing one or both of their naps. And what I often see is that it's the second nap of the day, that the child really starts to refuse the second nap of the day. There's just not enough sleep pressure left for them to take it. They can handle all that awake time. And so they might start refusing a nap around that age and that might be a sign combined with just taking longer to fall asleep. So maybe your child does still take their naps, but they take a long time to fall asleep for their nap. They're babbling, they're singing, it's taking them a long time to fall asleep. And then when they do fall asleep, their nap is really short. So around this age, those are some things you might start to see. And those are probably some pretty good signs that your child doesn't need one of those naps anymore. A lot of times too, I'll see, you know, a child who used to fall asleep easily in the car mid-morning, now around 16, 18 months, you can go for a drive in the middle of the morning and your child doesn't even look tired or fall asleep in the car and can make it till the middle of the day without getting tired. Those are all really good signs that your child is actually now ready to drop from two naps to one. I do see, again, a lot of parents drop their child down to one nap a lot earlier than a year and a half because their child starts to refuse one of their naps around 11 or 12 months of age. Often if a child around that age is still having a really long nap in the morning, they may start to resist their afternoon nap. It does not mean that your 11 month old doesn't need two naps anymore. Your 11 month old very likely still needs two naps, but the two nap schedule of an 11 month old looks a lot different than the two nap schedule of an eight month old for many children that age. Certainly some children that age can still have the same schedule they had when they were eight months old and it works fine. But for many children, 11, 12 months and beyond, if you're trying to keep them on the same kind of awake time schedule that you had when they were eight months old, it's just not enough awake time for them, but they're also not quite ready to go down to one nap. So often around 11 or 12 months, I do see that children need a little more awake time in between each of their naps and or they need the first nap of the morning to be a little bit shorter than it used to be in order for them to still have enough sleep pressure to take their afternoon nap. So those are some things to keep in mind. We also have an 11 to 18 month sleep guide that covers a lot of the specifics around this. If you are one of those families that's around that 11 to 18 month mark and you are seeing that your child is in this kind of tricky transitional stage where you know they're not ready for one nap yet, but they're kind of resisting some of their two nap days So that could be a good guide to give you some more step-by-step information about the kinds of awake times and schedules that you'll want to give your child at this age to preserve a two-nap schedule for a little longer, but make sure that your child actually goes down for both of those naps each day. So you can check out the 11 to 18 month sleep guide details on thehappysleepcompany.com as well, and that might help out with this transitional stage. 
So those are the top five questions for the week, the ones I pulled from that Q&A I did on Instagram a week ago. I hope that helps answer some of the questions that people had that I didn't quite get to that day. But I'll be popping on and doing lots more Q&As on our Instagram account, and I have some takeovers lined up with a bunch of other fabulous brands and accounts, so you can check out the Instagram handle at The Happy Sleep Company for those. And go have yourselves a good week and stay rested. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.